Man, mothers are special. Ladies are special. We need to celebrate. Been blessed with a whole lot of wonderful women in my life who've helped shape me and mold me into who I am. Blessed with a good mom, a couple of good grandmothers, some good aunts, Luella and Phyllis and, and others that, uh, again, helped mold me into who I am. My wife is a good mother. She did a good job with Abby in spite of me. <laughs> she had a lot to raise with me and Abby. We waited a while to have Abby. We were, we were married a, a few years, and uh, I always wanted to have kids, and she wanted to wait. And finally, she kept telling my friends, well, I'm, I've got to get him raised first. <laughs> we can't have another kid till he's raised. And then finally, we got pretty old. She's like, we're going to have to go ahead and have one. He's not going to get raised. <laughs> so thankful she didn't wait on that. But just, she is. She's right there. Yeah. Abby and Rhonda, man, it's, again, just a beautiful morning. Um, mothers sacrifice, they uh, truly do. Rhonda and I were in labor like 20 hours <laughs> when Abby was born, almost 20. Um, again, we, I was in my mid-30s. I won't say how old Rhonda was, but I was in my mid-30s when Abby was born, <laughs> But, uh, again, I'm a planner. I, I, I do things out of routine. I've got to have a plan. Sometimes it may look like I'm winging it, but I'm really not. <laughs> but when Abby was, uh, it was getting close to her due date, I packed a suitcase and put it in the trunk of Rhonda's car. So I'd be ready to get my wife to the hospital to deliver her baby. We were living in Greenville, South Carolina. Didn't have a lot of family around. I think we're going to do this. We're going to do it the right way. I think I've told this story here before, but it's okay. We've got a lot of people that may not have heard it, so that you need to. We practiced the route. Or excuse me, I practiced the route. Rhonda always didn't want to go. But I practiced the route how long it would take from our house to St. Francis Hospital in Greenville, South Carolina. I did it at different times of the day just to see how long with traffic or without traffic it would take us to get there. Man, I know that route. I could drive it in my mind right now. I practiced it so many times. And then it got to uh, the due date, and Abby was not ready. I was. And then Rhonda had the doctor's appointment on Monday about noon, and I had a hair appointment. So I went to get my hair cut, and Rhonda went to her doctor's appointment, and evidently uh, her doctor's right next to the hospital. My hair lady was five or ten minutes from the hospital, and I'll never forget Rhonda calling me when she's leaving her doctor's appointment. She said, hey, meet me at the hospital. She said, just meet me at the hospital. I said, I can't. It's not the way we plan this. You have to go home, and I have to rush you to the hospital. And Rhonda's like, no, it's okay, I'll walk. I said, no, the mother of my child can't walk to deliver my baby. Go home, and I will rush you to the hospital like we planned. I planned everything. I had a suitcase packed, ready, everything we'd need for a few days. 
And then we had company that weekend before, and we took the suitcase out and didn't put it back in. <laughs> so things didn't go exactly how they were planned. So I get to the hospital. Ron's out of there. They got her in the room. And, and um, so I go check in, and I say, hey, uh, I need to find the delivery. We're going to have a baby. And they turn around and say, where's your wife? <laughs> I said, oh, I, I think she's already there. <laughs> I'm meeting her here, you know. <laughs> and then we get there, and uh, again, I had a suitcase packed with everything we need that was in my garage. And I'm there. I'm ready. I'm like, man, it's time. Let's go. Let's have a baby. Abby had other plans. She hung out a little bit longer. And then... Let's just say after several hours, um, I needed a change of clothes. Um, my pants, shoes, everything. And, and, and let's just say I needed a, a change of clothes. And, uh, and I said, oh, I've got my suitcase in the car. And I thought, oh, mate, my, my car's not here. So the nurse at the hospital um, gave me a gown to put on. <laughs> it didn't really fit all the way in the back either. <laughs> I had no shoes. Rhonda had clogs. I don't know if y'all have ever noticed, but when I get nervous, I do some silly things. So I put her clogs on. I had the hospital gown on. We had a nurse in that room that was really direct. I mean, she had things under control, and you didn't really want to get in her way. And I'll never forget, uh, I thought, I've got this gown on, I've got these clogs on, and I started singing, I, feel, I, started singing, I feel pretty. And the nurse looked at me and said, she came in the room and said, she looked at me and said, you look pretty too, but you got to get out of my way. I've got work to do. So, anyway, that's just a little bit of that. And again, we were in labor. How long, Rhonda? A long time. Yeah, it was, it was tough. But again, mothers make sacrifices. Um, again, other mothers who I've been blessed with is my mom. It's a wonderful mom. She's not here this morning. Hadn't been feeling great. She's feeling better, but pray for my mom. My Aunt Luella is here. And some of my Aunt Phyllis's offspring are here. Um, some women at church where I grew up, Shirley Anderson. Carolyn Burns. I, I didn't mention it last week, but the sermon I preached last week was a scripture that Carolyn Burns, one of my best Sunday school teachers ever, who gave me the foundation of what I know about the Bible. That was her favorite scripture. Also, a lady named Miss Webster and Dr. Webster were family. Right is mom, Brenda. She's been blessed with me for a long time now. Uh, Rhonda's grandmother also, Grandma Fox and, and Ma. I mean, just so many wonderful women have influenced my life, and I'm very appreciative. And I'm blessed to be at a church where we've got some wonderful women here who love the Lord and love to do ministry, and they love to be with each other. And it's a blessing to come here and, and see the love you have for each other. And I appreciate it. I appreciate, it's like I've got a bunch of moms now and sisters. And, and I, I appreciate every one of you for trying to keep me straight. And it's great to have a godly mother. Godly mothers. And, and when I think about godly mothers, I do think about the scripture in Proverbs 31 through 10, 10 through 31. 31, 10 through 31. And I'm going to read that now. And we're going to, again, celebrate our mothers and talk about how each one of these mothers have pointed us towards Christ. 
capable wife who can find. She's far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and no harm. All the days of her life, she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She's like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from far away. She rises while it's still night and provides food for her household and tasks for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the staff and reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid for her household when it snows, for all of her household are clothed in crimson. She makes herself coverings. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the city gates, taking his seat among elders in the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies the merchants with sashes. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And the teachings of kindness is her on her tongue. Her children rise up and call her happy. Her husband too. And he praises her. Many women have done excellently. But you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful. And beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her a share in the fruit of her hands. And let her work praise in the city gates. And this is the word of God. For us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for, for each mother here, or each mother that may be listening online, or, or all those mothers who have gone on to heaven. Lord, I just I thank you for blessing us with, um, with women who are willing to point us towards you. Lord, as we celebrate our mothers this morning, Lord, I just pray that, uh, that all we do is to honor and glorify you, Lord, to point each person we meet in the direction of your saving grace. In Jesus' name, amen. A godly mother. A godly mother is joyful over her children. You can see the joy in the eyes of mothers when they hold their child for the first time. In Genesis 21, 6, it describes how Sarah felt when Isaac was born. There's nothing like holding a newborn baby, especially when you've waited for, you've longed for, and, and all of a sudden there's no peaceful nap than to hold a baby and the baby fall asleep and you fall asleep. That is peace and comfort right there. Man. The birth of a child is so joyous. Babies are fabulous. Mothers, think back to the time that you brought your baby home for the first time. Or you held that baby in your arms. What a wonderful experience. Proverbs 31.28 says, Her children rise up and call her happy. Her husband also. And he praises her. We need to praise our mothers. There's so many, again, women. When I think back, this 
this church, but also the churches that I've been in, man, we've got some strong women who point the way to the Lord, not just for our younger people, but for everybody. We are blessed to have strong women in our lives. A godly mother is devoted to her children. 1 Samuel one twenty two describes how Hannah was devoted to her son as she took Samuel and had him dedicated to the Lord. Proverbs 31.15 tells us that a mother rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. Mothers sacrifice. Mothers do what's best for their children. Godly mothers, that's what they do. Proverbs 31.21 says, She's not afraid of snow or for her household, for all her household is clothed in scarlet. Mothers provide. Godly mothers provide for their children. They provide for everyone they know. Their love, their love is shown through the things that they do. Proverbs 31.26 says, She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Again, when I think back to my childhood, I think back to my Sunday school teachers. Most of them were ladies. Again, the lady who gave me my biggest biblical foundation. I think about her every day. I think about my grandmothers. I think about my dad's mom who sacrificed. She was five foot, maybe. And the strongest woman I've ever known. She raised five kids on her own. I love her. I think about the things that she taught me every day of my life. Mothers, sometimes you may think, hey, we're working hard. Nobody's listening. Sometimes people may not act like they're listening, but they are. The message you're delivering is falling on the ears and hearts of people every day. Keep being the mothers that you are. See, mothers are filled with the Spirit of God. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke 141 talks about how Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit when the baby leaped into her womb. You can see the Spirit of God living in mothers when they're directing their children to the Lord. Proverbs 31.30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. I'm thankful for all the women who fear the Lord, all the women who have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them that want to share the glory of God with everybody they meet. Not just their children, but all children. When we stop fearing the Lord, when we stop thinking that, that it's, or, or, or focusing on the Lord, we start focusing on, on ourselves. When we get selfish. And we don't need it to become about us. It's about Him. No matter what, all the blessings we receive, all the blessings that our mothers and the other ladies in our life tell us about is because of Jesus Christ. And again, if he's not in the center of your life, then that means you are. I've lived life both ways. Life goes a lot better when Christ is the center. You see, when we live with Christ out of the center of our life, our agenda becomes more important than God's agenda. God has a plan for our lives. He knows us. He gifted us in different ways. I'm thankful that uh, 
that he's gifted each of you. I see your work. I see your love. And I appreciate you. He's gifted us all in different ways. Some of us are called to teach. Some of us are called to serve. Some of us are called to serve food. We're gifted in so many ways. We need to be using it for his glory. Just like the people in our lives that taught us when we were young, the way we saw them work and and point people toward the Lord, we need to be doing the same thing. You see, a godly mother praises God. A godly mother gives God all the glory. A godly mother... A godly mother is faithful. Luke one forty six says the time, the first time Mary's song, the first line of Mary's song is my soul glorifies God. When Mary found out that she was, had been, was pregnant, the first thing she thought of was that she needed to glorify her father. That he has chosen her. Even though she was not, her mission was not going to be easy, he chose her. So she pointed the glory to him. Proverbs 31, 30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And then Proverbs 31, 29 says, Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. 2 Timothy 1, 5, Paul writes to Timothy and says, I am reminded of your sincere faith. A faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure lives in you. The faith that was planted by our mothers, by our grandmothers, should be visible in our lives. Our grandmothers, our mothers can't save us, but they can point us in that direction. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, all the love and grace that's been shown to us should be coming out. We should have one desire, and that's to point people towards the cross of Jesus Christ. Again, I love you. I'm blessed by being here around just a great cloud of witness. Witnesses, not just the ladies, but the men also. Um. Women are so important in our life. Um, A quote from John Quincy Adams, who had a pretty famous father, I've heard. But the quote that he's known for says, All I am, my mother made me. Moms are important. Moms are so important. I want to close by sharing with you what Joyce Myers says the seven characteristics of a godly woman are. Godly woman desires to receive a vision from God that will give her a glimpse into her future. A godly woman has courage to be herself in all situations. She never compromises her godly values and teachings to fit in with her surroundings. She's faithful to God at all times. A godly woman's strength is demonstrated during times of difficult test. When things in life seem heavy to bear, or people don't understand how she can maintain joy and peace in God, she confesses that the joy of the Lord is her strength. A godly woman is bold in her approach to fulfilling the will of God in her life. 
She's not offensive as to hurt others' feelings, but she is not afraid to do or go where God commands her to go. Her boldness rises when others may have a drawback spirit or are afraid of what others may think of them. You see, a godly woman is convinced that God cannot fail. A godly woman is convinced that God cannot fail. She seeks God and goes to Him in every situation in her life because she believes without a doubt that God is on her side. She has victory in every area of her life and that she, and that the schemes of the devil will not prosper because God never fails. A godly woman trusts God's word. Through prayer, she is sure that God is always involved in her affairs. A godly woman must understand and know her purpose from God. She spent time in prayer and studying God's word to know what God has deemed for her corporately and individually. That's what a godly woman looks like. This morning, if you have a mother or another godly woman or godly women who have shaped you, I pray that you thank them. Call them. Go see them. Let them know how much they've meant to you. If you have a godly mother or other godly women in your life, praise God for her. Again, tell them how thankful you are. Thank them for what they've done in your life. I think if all of us were honest, when we think about our faith journey, there's probably several godly women who've been involved in molding us and shaping us in who we are and leading us in the direction of a perfect Savior. Again, I'm thankful for all of you and all the women who've influenced my life. And I pray this morning that you have, if you haven't experienced the grace of God, and you haven't accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, that you come to that knowing relationship this morning. We serve an awesome God. We're blessed with, again, some wonderful women and some wonderful people that He's surrounded us with. We need to be thankful. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, thank you so much for all you bless us with. Lord, thank you for all the moms and all the ladies who are strong in faith, Lord, who are bold in their commitment to tell everyone they meet about you. Lord, I pray that we follow their direction. We follow their guidance, Lord, and we live our lives to be more like you every day and to point everybody we know to the loving, grace-filled relationship that you have in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen.